cowboy place, ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's, ain't no way you're going wrong, hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. After a fantastic win, actually, our stream is so far behind the match is still going on at the moment. So, if you know the score, don't let us know. <laughs> what a goal by Sturridge, lads! I can't believe we're going to be into the next round of the, the, the League Cup. So, I'm Liverpool. Anyway, tonight's podcast, joyous podcast on the win, the one nil win over Chelsea, is brought to you in association with Reds Bet. Reds Bet, of course, are a betting site tailor made for Liverpool supporters. And if you get on now, they might still have the odds that we're watching on this stream. Reds Bet aims to share half of their net profits to Liverpool supporters and fan causes. So no matter what, the fans always end up a winner. Check out the odds on RedsBet.com or download the Reds Bet app. Share the glory and gamble responsibly. Um, and we have some good bets off them as well later on the week that we'll be tweeting out from the timeline and also putting up on Facebook as well anyway um, all joking aside I think Chelsea have just scored an equaliser <laughs> <laughs> damn it um, and hopefully they don't go on to score a winner from Hazard through a holographic goalkeeper um, but joining me on tonight's podcast to look back at was, what was seven out of eight wins is of course uh, Andy Young I've got Andy Young I've got Ray um, Dickinson and of course I've got Big Joe back in the studio to hold up the roof for us because we were, we were really lifting the roof off this place when we scored that open from storage <laughs> um, what you don't realise because I only figured out on the way here in the car is that this is the fifth anniversary of the first ever LFC Day Trippers podcast um, and in celebration of this uh, being five times and all five times like Harry Wilson said last night um We've got nothing special planned at all. So I just, I, I built that up to absolutely nothing. But anyway, look, the, the main thing is, of course, I mean, I've got Andy, I've got Ray, I've got Joe. Lads, I'm not going to talk about the, the League Cup match all night because I just can't be arsed. Why? It's, it's, uh, why would I bother <laughs> my whole, like, honestly? It's like when it comes down to the FA Cup match, at the FA Cup week, I'm literally going to talk about television or something because I just couldn't give a bollocks. But Andy, 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 Andy. Moreno comes back in, the hologram comes back in. Some lad called Fabinho turns up, like literally we may as well have had Rubinho playing the central defensive midfielder. Andy, do you, do you actually genuinely give a shit after that? Of course I do. Um, at first glance when I looked at the 11, like there was kind of eight, like eight players who haven't been regulars, nine players who haven't been regulars. 
but it looked like a strong team. It looked like a team that could probably fucking challenge for top four, like on paper, looking at it. Um, but I think when you put them all together, there is there is good depth in the squad, but when you put them all together, it's not it's not a very strong team. It doesn't work. And look, I do of course I care, but I care more about Saturday. So if we're gonna lose one of the games, it has to be tonight. Um and like that last week, midweek, with a brilliant result, winning late on. This week we've gone out of a cup <laughs> late on. But I mean, at least it's the right one. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, you 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 can bring some of them players in and they can do a job when you're rotating three or four players in. But as Andy said, you know, on paper, it looks fine. The team looks grand, but you put them all together on the pitch, those 11 players, they're just not up to the level. Now, we probably, if you if you're playing them 11 week in, week out, based on how the Premiership's looking at the moment, um, you probably would challenge for fourth would you say realistically you might be so you'd be back to where we were two or three years ago that kind of borderline fourth and fifth place team thankfully thankfully we've upgraded quite a bit over the last couple of years and that's just kind of a reminder as to where we've come from as opposed as opposed to where we are I think that's you know yeah certainly across the top and in the midfield yeah you've got six players and the goalkeeper yeah We've had an upgrade of the goalkeeper in the middle. Yeah, no, I just well. mean across the top yeah, yeah, of the yeah. midfield. You yeah. have six players there who could probably call a challenge for top four, but the the you know, the problems are the back five there tonight. Joe, you've been you like you've you've lived through the Minula era. Like literally that fucker has been at a, an, an absolute shit stain on our club now for nearly a decade at this stage. Has ever as bad a player existed at the club outside of Skirtle for this length of time? Yeah, uh, Moreno Moreno's up there with him uh it's he's not um he's not up to it. I don't know how he's still at the club. I was surprised. So I thought him and Carrius would be gone this summer, but unfortunately he stayed and he just proved again that he's a hologram and he's not up to it. But I put three, four other players that starting line up in the same level there. Matip, Lovren, Moreno, Sturridge, none of them are good enough for Liverpool in my opinion. And you're found out tonight just how I'm annoyed over the result, but um if they win on beat Chelsea on Saturday, I won't really care about it. So that's the main thing. Yeah. Ultimately, that's that's what it is. Was, was there any any positive things to take away? Right when 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 I walked back in because I couldn't be arsed watching all the game. Um, I was so far behind. I was like I was watching the FA Cup final from a couple of years ago, and Andy Carroll hit, hit the underside of the crossbar. But when I came back in, you know, saying we've been playing quite well and we should have got, so we should be, we shouldn't even, they shouldn't even be close to us at this stage. I thought from what most of what I saw was that there was a lot of huff and puff, yeah. but there was no real. Like there was nothing really clinical about it. Outside of the, the, the storage chance where he goes around Caballero and he should should finish it better, right? The goal. And then he hits the crossbar. He hits the crossbar, yeah. Outside of that, there's, there's nothing really. Yeah, I suppose when you haven't got those three up top working together, it's a completely different sort of animal, isn't it, that, that, that we present. Um, I, from terms of positives, I thought, you know, I thought, Lovren and Klein did okay in so much as they proved that they can come in as, you know, backups to what are our, our first eleven. You know, if something happens if we need to if we need to rest Trent for a game or two, you've got an able deputy. You know, I think Lovren is our third centre back now. So and and you know, I think I think he can do a job. I think it just, you know, positives wise, a bit bit Disappointed that 
Fabinho and Cater don't seem to be really at where they need to be. Maybe maybe they will ultimately prove to be elite, but right now you can see why why Klopp has gone with the eleven that he's been going with, more or less. So that's a bit of a concern that yeah, on paper we've upgraded, but at the moment we've not seen proof of it just now. So look, does does it tonight raises quite a lot of questions. It will be soon forgotten about if we go to Stamford Bridge on Saturday and we get the three points and we do make it seven out of eight, yeah. <laughs> Andy, I, 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 I don't want to go down the a dark hole of depression over what basically just works out as being like the Caribou Stark Nightmare Cup. Like literally, like I, I, like domestic cups are completely irrelevant if your goal, your goal, your season's goal is the Champions League and the Premiership title. Like ultimately, that's they are nothing. They're a nothing trophy. They get you into the UEFA Cup. You may as well finish sixth if you want to fit play in the UEFA Cup. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing behind it. It, yeah, the, no, the, day, the day of substance in domestic competition is gone. No, you always say that, and I always disagree with you. Liverpool haven't won silverware in a long time. Nah. If they've a good run, nah. the, if they've a good run the Champions League, yeah. if they increase, you know, their overall performance in the Premier League, and then they win a trophy, it's going to be a more successful season. We have to lift the trophy, and I know in September the Carabao Cup or whatever you want to call it is is a shit cup but if you, if you reach February or March or whatever the final is and you're going to Wembley it's great and Liverpool need to win a cup like they have to you went to Wembley last week yeah <laughs> look at the end of the day football's about winning trophies and it doesn't really it, you know winning a bit of silverware really puts a positive on a season you know so if we don't win a trophy this season, and it, obviously it, that that trophy is a huge opportunity for teams to win, if we don't and we finish sort of second and second in the league and have a good run in the Champions League, it certainly doesn't look as good as lifting a trophy. The killer, the killer about this though, with the with the League Cup generally is when it gets to the semi final and the final. Yeah, is when it kind of it it, it really disrupts your league. Program so you've got the two leg two legged semi which is a pain in the ass in two January yeah <laughs> is that so gone? Thought <laughs> <laughs> well, you going to tell me that's gone now? But anyway, two... <laughs> no, it's still it's still. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you've got the desk shaking. There's no semi final in the League Cup anymore. It's your ghost. It's just gone. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got rid of extra time. No, they got, what did they get rid of first? Replays. Yeah. Yep. Then they got rid of extra time. They were right. Yeah. Those penalties. Now they get rid of semi finals. It's just penalties. They just have a chat in the boardroom. <laughs> Flip the coin. And whoever kind of puts yeah. a, the strong case. case across yeah. to who should go through to the final. Yeah. That's it. That's what they do. So we haven't got to contend with that. We haven't got to contend with the final, which means then you have to make up a league game further down the road and all that malarkey. Well, no, you never so. have to see Minulay play again. Uh, well, he'll, he'll probably get rolled out for the FA Cup. Nope. Do you not think? No. Nope. Nope. Do you think he'll be nope. gone in January? Yeah, I think like they'll just try him off a cliff or something. With, uh, Literally. With us being out in the League Cup now, I think like he's going to probably treat the FA Cup even more serious. <laughs> <laughs> no? Alison will play. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Unless, Look, unless there's a young kid called Alison at the club or something. Unless fucking... Unless... Mingale has nudes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, I was surprised he played, like, 
I back any player once they back the club, once they they're behind um, the team and play with a bit of pride and act like a Liverpool player. I can't understand how Klopp played him tonight after mounting off. Like, it's totally out of school. I don't, you know what I mean? If you're not getting into the team, you keep your mouth shut. His opportunity may or may not come around with an injury or whatever. But the fucking, he shouldn't have played tonight. And, okay, you blame him for the goal. It was a great strike. But he doesn't, he had moments throughout the match where he put uncertainty into the players with his kicking. He can't kick the ball three quarters of the length of the pitch. Like late on in the game where he had a chance to, to thump the ball into a dangerous area and just even even if the Chelsea player wins the ball, we can still pick up the second ball. But he drops the ball into the middle of the park and the pressure comes back okay. on top of him. And it's, it's the same across his set pieces. He just injects fucking panic into the team and I hate the sight of him now because he's spoken about okay, the I want, I want, to, I want to, Joe I want to ask you right because I want to go back to Andy's point about that we need to win a trophy right we need to win a trophy no matter how small the trophy is yeah, right? I'm going to agree with that. I know I know you don't agree but two the two reasons I wanted to progress in that one like we have to win a trophy I'll agree with that I know you don't think it's relevant but I, I think we need to win something and secondly, if we are later on the season bringing in players that aren't first choice like Lovren and at least if they have six, seven League Cup, FA Cup games behind them, they've played a few games. If you need, if there's an injury. Whereas if you're just bringing them in from the cold, they haven't played for two months because Klopp isn't going to change. We have probably 13 players where they play, we don't weaken our team. The rest... Can, you can see from tonight, we don't have a huge squad of quality. So if we're if we're getting, if we're not progressing, the league and Champions League's team is going to be very similar for the rest of the season. So that's just what I wanted a few players to get 90 minutes and like Fabinho tonight. But uh, yeah, and I'd like to win a trophy. So yeah, that's why I'm disappointed. Okay, I'll ask you then. Right, supposedly Klopp has gave um, Shakiri a right bollocking at the end of the game. Um, doesn't surprise me too much because if you looked, I thought the application Shakiri in the league matches to the application that I saw there tonight. He looked slightly, slightly slower player, slightly lazier player, to, for want of a better word, on the pitch than what I saw. Say the way he exploded out against Southampton, the way he played the game was hungry. He just didn't look as uh, probably as hungry in the press in the defensive side of the game than he had necessarily in the attacking side of the game. I don't know. Was it about I, shooting? I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm just well, seeing the the comment. I can only imagine it was about shooting. Probably. Like his performance overall, I don't think he was lazy at all, like mm. whatsoever. I think he was one one of uh, quite a few positives tonight. I think he did play well. I think he's shown that he does add a lot of strength to our squad. You know, was he can come in quite easily up there. You know, after sixty minutes, I start the odd game. I didn't think there was much wrong with his performance tonight at all. I thought he looked dangerous. I thought he looked more likely to score than, than most. Okay. Okay. Can I just, I want to move it on. Like, I can't get away from, I, I just, can't, personally, I can't get away from the Mignolet thing. I'm all joking aside, I have been doing this podcast for five years and every time, he's a bit like Freddy. Every time you think the fucker's dead in the film, he appears again and starts pulling his claws out and just wrecking your dreams. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, he's just, he's just, well, I think the reality is now, I don't think we should really sort of lose too much sleep over it. At the end of the day, we've gone out, we've spent, you know, 60 million odd quid on a on a, on a a top-class goalkeeper 
who has looked the part, yeah? He's generally looked the part. You know, he's had the one big mistake and he's he's looked before that like it was coming and it did arrive. The big mistake happened, didn't cost us anything. And since then, he's been no nonsense. Do you know, I mean, he's, he's so, well, I so I don't think we have to... All we have to worry about, obviously, is an injury to Alisson. Like, it's, it is quite feasible that we never have to see Mignolet again. So I don't, I don't think, think we have to worry too much about it. I don't think it. we're going to see. If Alisson stays fit, there's no way I can see Mignolet start another game this season, thankfully. Unless know, he's but, knocking but, around for the FA Cup. Still, and again, no. and again, he decides, you know, in some way, shape or form that it's not worth risking Alisson playing in them games. The point I wanted to make on this is not about him. The point I want to make on this is that we sold Danny Ward in the summer who played very well for Leicester last night and he's been content to go to Leicester as the number two there, right? I would rather have had, and I was never an advocate for saying that Danny Ward should have been number one, but if it was a choice between Mignolet and him, right, given that we know Mignolet is just not good enough. I said he might be. A, he's probably good enough to be a top six backup keeper. But looking at that again tonight, he's not. He's a busted flush. The fella is just a liability. He needs to leave the club. And every time he plays, and when you look at him now, you consider him at the same level as a Bad Jones, as you know, an Arfasad, one of those just imaginary players who are utterly shite when wearing Liverpool's jersey. To think that he's there. He's there, one of the longest players in the squad. It's just, it's, but he's been dropped in every season. It's gotten to the stage where even when we think he's gone, he's still fucking there and he's still fucking up. I, I, you, can, you can look at Moreno in, the, in that goal. You can look at Keita in the goal. You can look at how slow Fabinho was getting across as Hazard breaks into the box and knocks, and knocks shoves that little ball a little bit too far that if he was on his toes, he could have made the thing. But ultimately, the shot is at mid-height, a lovely height for a goalkeeper to save at. It doesn't matter how hard it is. If his dive is in the right direction, he stops that ball. And that's why we signed Allison, And that's why we've been complaining for the best part of 10 years that this fella doesn't make the saves that we expect him to make. Yeah, like I think they, I think Allison is is a world-class goalkeeper. He's the type of goalkeeper that will win you games, will you know, save you five or six points across the season, maybe even more. And they are... The big moments that your De Gea's and you know, Cartwell, yeah, they will they'll come up in their moments and save you. I don't know for a long time now when Mig was number one, we didn't see them moments. It was like with every save, there came a mistake. So like I mean I I agree with you. He's not good enough to even be our number two, and. It is strange that Ward has gone on. I think it's kind of that's by accident, really. And you know, the offer comes in for for Danny Ward. You know, it, it's great business in a way. Yeah. You know, did they get great? You know, they get a great transfer fee for him. Um, and then he probably was being offloaded, wasn't he? But then the all the car, you know, the carrier's thing just had to be put to bed. I think the yeah. carrier's thing was far worse a situation than having to deal with Mignolet. So. Look, maybe he goes out and he gets an upgrade in January, but we're going to see so little of him. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, that, I mean that is obviously a concern. <coughs> Joe, is there an argument then to to not have given Grabara or Kelleher game time tonight instead? Yeah, I would have rather see that in hindsight. But why not play Allison? Surely he's capable of playing a game midweek in goal. That's in my opinion with goal resting goalkeepers have never really agreed with it. So I'd have just played Allison tonight and put the young lads on the bench. But and that would I, think been, point, I think it's just I think it's just become a norm 
though, in football now. You play your second goalkeeper. In give your goalkeeper cups. games in those cups. So just if he doesn't, he has to come in. Yeah, yeah maybe if, he's recently. Well, it's it's just like goalkeepers don't get fucking games. They they don't come on for twenty minutes, thirty minutes in games. You know what I mean? Like if it's not fair to have your goalkeeper sitting on the bench all season, and I think like managers just tend to play them in that. So it's become the norm. Of course, you don't have to rest, Allison. Mm. You know, Alice could probably do it again with with the extra games. Like he's still only fresh, you know, in the club and and to play as many games as possible, get himself used to, it. especially against a side like Chelsea. Yeah. It would have obviously benefited them. Um, but yeah, I think it's just just a norm. He plays because everybody else does it. It's just it's it's just I suppose it's just you know the high that we've been on. Since the start of this season, yeah, that's the that's, relentless that's the wins, thing, and yeah. wins and wins and wins and yeah. wins and wins. And I think we all felt. I think look to be to be fair, when we saw the team this evening, not one of us thought that that's a weak team, no. right? And when we look at the Chelsea team, we thought right, there's definitely enough more in our team, more than enough in our team to beat what was the reserve Chelsea side as well. Mm. Okay, like I would have fancied that team over the reserve Chelsea side. And I suppose ultimately, it's just a disappointment of being one nil up. With twenty, it's less. Sorry, fifteen minutes remaining, and to get ourselves torn over in the last fifteen. I minutes. suppose the other, the just just on the team, a, a different type of point on the team is that it must be a little bit discouraging to some of the young players that they didn't get the opportunity tonight. Obviously, we've gone out the competition now. You can see why they wanted to play that 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 team and bring in some of them players, give them ninety minutes, and we were playing against top opposition in Chelsea. Um, but it must be quite discouraging for some of them lads. Seasons gone by, they've had their opportunity in those competitions to show what they're worth. You know, you Woodburns and so on, um, and none of the lads have been given any any opportunity there to get any minutes in the first team. So that's got to be a bit discouraging, hasn't it? This squad, is, is like the whole thing of this, that's going on is that this is the best squad we've had in a while and opportunities for young players are going to be incredibly limited unless you're a, a really talented youngster the likes of an Alexander Ireland, Ireland Alexander Arnold um, and after that like the, we've, we've seen Curtis Jones make the bench but yeah, that's about it Exactly Yeah but I don't think there's any youngsters there that are coming through that are near the levels required at the moment so you're looking at these players have been in and out for a couple of years and then are, like I said, are starting 11. So the squad is the strongest we've had. I'll agree with that. But we still have weaknesses all over in, in second, like players coming in. Klein can do a job right foot, but Moreno isn't up to, up to it at any level. And he comes, he's he's a second choice left full and he's exposed again tonight by a Chelsea reserve. That's, that's the problems. That's what you're going to have for the whole season when players like that come in. So... I'm just hoping we don't really see much of them for the rest of the season that everyone stays fit. But it's, yeah, it's a big drop off if Robertson, you know, picks up an injury or whatever, and we have to play Moreno for a run of games. I mean, he was get he was getting absolutely ripped first. I mean, he was making Moses look like you know exactly. pre- player of the year, player of the year contender. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until he missed that open. I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't really understand how Moreno hasn't matured as a player. Like you can understand. A young player getting caught on the wrong side so often, or just just the madness that he goes on with, just the positions he finds himself so in, the mistakes he makes, pretty do well at Barca, but like, not to defend, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not defending much of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all sort of things that, like, you see a kid doing, 
And I don't know what age he is now, 24, 25. Is he? So at this day, at this stage, these these things shouldn't be happening. And I mean, if he wants to have any chance of fucking uh, continuing his Liverpool career, when he comes in in a cup game, he needs to do way better than that. But Andy, I'll just just to, to to get a sense of reality on this, it's more likely that these players will come in in ones and twos, yeah, than in sevens and eights, oh, yeah, no, like which I means said, that yeah. you can you can if Moreno if Robertson is injured, let's say right. And he comes in as part of two changes to what is essentially a relatively settled yeah. eleven. Yeah. Players like that come in and play completely different to players when they go in, and it's yeah. six or seven players yeah. who haven't played in a, in a while. Yeah, and, and I'm not making excuses here. Yeah. I'm just trying, no, to, no. trying to equate the reality. Yeah, to I totally agree with you. Moreno next to say Van Dyke, Gomez. You've got Allison behind them, and you've got Trent over the other side. It's a different proposition. I get yeah. it. But he's still he's still playing behind. Kaiser and next to Lavrin, like is that playing alongside two youngsters? No, he's not, Joe. But like, if you make, like, if you have your your strongest eleven, which has kind of been playing consistently this season, apart from the yard change between Henderson and you know coming in and out and the games Kate has played, that's our unit. Like, so when you replace one or two in that unit, they tend to just slot in and everything. But like, at the point earlier, collectively all together, it's very hard. The shape wasn't the same, like the. The kind of just what we've come used to, like Liverpool this season have been a different animal in terms of how they're organised and how they move the pitch together. Like the di- the difference in the space, but like I don't know whether it was the defence dropping deep or the midfield just not being where they should. Mm. I don't really know. I'd have to look back in the game, but there seemed to be uh, acres of space yeah. to play into, yeah. and obviously Hazard when he comes on, he, he just completely exploits that. Yeah. And then if you get Hazard running with the ball with his head up and you've only Moreno there yeah it's one of two things isn't it he's get, he's either getting in or he's getting a foul in a dangerous yeah. position yeah you know? whereas if this was the unit that's playing every week and those lines are very like a lot tighter as they have been this season you don't just get you don't get the chance to play in there in that space and hopefully on Saturday we don't see mm. you know that kind of shit going on again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you will. And as I look, as I said, I don't dwell too long on the on the game because, to be to be quite frank, as much as people want to lose the plot over it and, and debate what's gone horribly wrong in over the course of a, 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 a Carling Cup game, like it's 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 literally just. It is what it is. Yeah. Do you know the bit... This season I'm with you, Phil. Normally, I I would be well up for the whole let's win a trophy conversation but this for one season given the position we're already in in the league Champions League I'm more than happy for us to concentrate on those two competitions rather than the League Cup and the FA Cup this season you're in my book I am I've come over to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) Andy do you want to join yeah well I just no I don't I just feel like I just feel like um, as well uh, that Liverpool have been you know the elite this season you know what I mean like now okay there was lots of changes but there it shows that there is vulnerabilities there and we haven't conceded goals in Anfield in fucking months and months, like I've March. Lost a game in Anfield yeah, for a long time. Yeah, have we actually. And now we, now we have. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I know. It, it's no, disappointing. It a bit of Bears eighty-five team. Where they're going on beating through the whole season, they go to Miami Dolphins and they start throwing the ball off people's helmets, and the Dolphins were catching it in the in the end zone and how it just they look like they're going for an unbeaten season. But the question I wanted to put to you right on it was. 
the most the worst thing about this last night is the fact that so many people had so much fun at United last night. Yeah. To go out in the same round as them, like it's completely relevant. All that crack. Well, that's why you need to keep your powder dry, especially when you, know, when you have to go that's to leave. It's too late for me. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, five, they're giving minutes after the final. It's, it was too late for Joe. Yeah. Look, it's uh, yeah. That semi was back, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Two-legged two semi. semi yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't care. Like, it's still a great buzz seeing United suffering so badly. Like, you know, they watched us suffering for so long. Um, oh, so there it's is a different level over there, isn't it? Now, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a like, different level. And uh, like as funny as it was, they were in a nice little sweet spot of not quite crisis situation. But this, uh, that loss last night has brought on videos of them in the training ground, and it's shown up that there's like discontent between Pogba and and Mourinho. Uh, so y- you know, it's easier to remove the manager from it all. And that's what's that's inevitably what's going to happen. So we we kind of need them to go on a bit of a run. <laughs> beat West Ham, yeah. Playing West Ham, aren't they? They beat West they Ham. One hundred and sixty-six uh, one tonight. Yeah, they did. They was, yeah, they yeah. Well cricket playing, score. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think. I think he's going to go sooner than a lot of people are making out. To be honest with you, I think he's going to go fairly soon. Yeah. You know, but even like one more round for us. You could have had like yeah, we yeah, could have yeah, reveled yeah, in it yeah, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I could have got my joint bag of revels. Yeah. I don't want to keep for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. the, the family sharing pack, the one you've got ready for the FA Cup third round exit. No, I, I, honest to God, I will. Not, I'll come in here and do a podcast and I'll pretend to watch it, but I won't watch a minute of the game. I won't want to. I don't. I have. I don't think I've watched an FA Cup match in about four We're years at this stage. Liverpool for the fourth round, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you'll have a free weekend. They, they could be playing a league match. <laughs> Minulay's playing ahead. You'll love that, you will. Um, right, lads, look, I'm, I'm going to move along because, um, bizarrely enough, this weekend we play Chelsea again. Um, and what will be, an, I imagine, a much changed team. But does, does a result like tonight affect the confidence going into that match? Joe? No, personally, I think it makes a difference. There's so many changes. It's probably, probably likely to see three at most from tonight's team starting on Saturday evening. So... For Liverpool, so no, I don't think it'll have any bearing on the game at all. Mm. Um, yeah, and you're bringing in our main players as well, like Salah coming in and Alisson and Van Dijk. Now, it's I wouldn't worry about that affecting the performance at all on Saturday. Still, think we win. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily affects our confidence. I think it gives them a little bit of a boost. And you know, if they are a goal down, you know, psychologically they'll think, well, we came back. You know. If it's seventy minutes gone, they're goal down. They're gonna know they've done it before to us, sort of thing, a few days earlier. So I think it doesn't necessarily. Um, it's not a bad thing necessarily for us. I think it just helps them maybe a little bit. But but yeah, with all the changes and everything, you're gonna you're gonna see a different type of game. And um, I think it's it's really important that we don't this this doesn't turn into a second consecutive defeat. That's that's the only thing. Andy. No, I don't think it affects us at all. Like, especially Robertson comes back in, Van Dijk comes back in, Allison comes in, Trent. Like, it's it's totally different. It's a totally different look. Mm. It's a totally different sort of level of player and attitude and everything. I don't think it would be in there in players' heads just because a second string went out to Chelsea against a second string Chelsea team. It doesn't like it's not the same. Not the same thing at all. Um, I think 
is probably good as well. That you know, for from our perspective, it's pretty good that we played them. It gives Klopp a closer look. You know, he likes to watch the team warm up from the halfway line. He gets to stand. He got to stand beside Sardi for for a game and yeah. see what he does. See how he reacts to little situations in the game. So that might stand to our gain as well. Obviously, there, man. You know, he gets to watch Klopp too. But I just think it might benefit us. Mm. You know. Positives here. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing, I, I just in terms of um, Chelsea's team, because it's likely that 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 they will bring in, they'll obviously change the team around again, right? And they, their midfield will be a lot stronger than the midfield that started tonight. Kante will come back in. Jorginho, who's been their real star for this season so far, and the way Sarri has them playing, he comes back in as well. And it will be a much tougher battle than what should have been the battle in midfield. And although I'd argue that we didn't play as well as I would have expected us to play with the players that were in there, both in Kate and Fabinho, I expected a bit more out of them. To be totally honest with you, and, theory, and in theory, Chelsea had a dodgy keeper there as well tonight. You know, they bring their first choice goalkeeper yeah, right. back in as well. So most expensive goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle of the two world's um, most expensive goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, look, you know, I think. Um, the one thing that we didn't really see from Chelsea tonight was the t- style of play that Sarri has been trying to impose. It is heavily in the Barcelona style of possession football and relentless possession football. The the Brendan Rodgers school of passing to boredom to death, um, which will be interesting because it, the the one thing they've been criticised is that they've had haven't had the penetration that he wants them to have and he said it's going to take them a while Sarri said it himself it's going to take them at least another six months to figure out the way he wants them to play and from an attack point of view yeah. I always think Liverpool look more dangerous with less football anyway yeah so. let them have it let them have the ball mm. you think counter break on them yep Hazard though according to Carragher the best football in the world Joe or in the Premiership or in the um, match tonight in the Premiership the yeah I think on his day he probably is best in the Premiership yeah I Salah obviously run him close, but when he turns up, he, yeah, I think he's as good as Anton in the Premiership. He's out nowhere near the levels of the top players like Ronaldo, Messi, and but yeah, he's him, the Bruyne, Salah, probably the three, boy, three yeah, top players in Premiership. Next week, the Bruyne when he comes back from his from next his week. injury. Yep, next week. <laughs> next week, brand new fucking camel bleeding. Cruciate ligaments in his legs and he's <laughs> got a cyborg head and everything for we don't even recognise him. He'll still managed to win football of the year, I reckon, as yeah. well. So how about long is he out with this cruciate ligament? Three weeks or something like that. <laughs> nothing funny there. Nothing nothing at all funny. No. Nothing there's definitely nothing to see there. Yeah. Sane amputated leg last year, had a brand new leg grown back in three weeks, was able to run around grand, not a bother. Nothing funny. I think it's fair whatsoever. to say that. Hazard there's nothing be- funny Hazard's in better form than Salah at the moment I think it's a fair it is, it's interesting because I think if you look at last year Hazard was completely off the boil at the yeah. start of the season yeah. and I think Andy going back to your point last week Salah is a player who has fed on you know building his form over the course of the first couple of months where he was always in positions but maybe not taking the chances but still scoring almost a goal a game and then it builds up to two goals a game as we get to the back end of the season whereas this season he hasn't even been in the positions as such that he had been in the previous season so it's it's like he still has a bit to go and find in his form again it was good to see him score against Southampton and being in there where you need him to be but he still has a bit to go do you think that this Chelsea team perhaps gives him the opportunities to get back into those spaces Um, yeah I suppose if if Chelsea do have the bigger share of the ball at home um, it might give Salah a chance to isolate his man mm. Um. 
like I just I just what I what I find about Salah at the moment, he's just not up for the dog the dog fight. Like last last year he was getting a lot more physical with his opponent. And whether where there's the fear of the injury, you know, and missing out on a few weeks of football or whatever, I don't know what it is. It's okay if a player misses chances. They just need one to hit the back of the net. But with Salah at the moment, it's it's just a little bit of a tricky one for him. Maybe maybe if a few goals and he'd be grand but it'd be interesting to want to see how it pans out Hazard mm. of course is in a load of form but he's playing the Premier League age he's a very physical player like the way he kind of gets his low centre gravity no one can push him off the ball nobody but Sal at the moment just looks like he's not up for that dog fight you know that's that'd be my main concerns about Salah but I'm sure once he does get into those positions he'll take his chances he knows how to score goals Joe as Damo Flood once said to me, he knew players, you know players. What's your take on Jorginho at Chelsea so far? Yeah, he's very impressive. Yeah, I think it's helped he's gone into a new club with a manager that knows his best position, knows his role, and he's settled in there. I think he's made a huge difference just to letting Kante push forward and covering down a lot. See, a lot of Chelsea's attacks come down from Alonso, left full. So that's why I'm... Saturday's going to be interesting because if Chelsea try and play as they have been with Alonso pushing on the left, it's going to leave Salah loads of space, you'd imagine. So will Alonso just sit there and they'll try and attack some other way or will they just go go and attack Liverpool and leave Salah? If they leave Salah space there, I can see him scoring one or two. I, think, I don't think you'd worry about Salah against Chelsea or if he was playing West Ham. I think he's as effective or likely to score against either side so yeah. I think if Chelsea get a bit of joy in Comados early on you could see Salah getting in behind there and hopefully notching a goal or two where Salah struggles mostly is when the fullback gets tied to the centre back and Salah can't play in that you know that make you up half space for it. half space <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's, where the Salah, that's where Salah loves to, to play he loves to floaty this year's the floaty season yeah but the way Chelsea set up with Jorginho where he is and with Kante's energy they can fill that gap that Alonso leaves behind him you know for enough time for him to get around but yeah look it could be it could be a positive thing it's like when teams think the best way to play against Liverpool is to play three at the back and a wing back pushing forward it's suicide against Salah and Mane because they love that they have acres of space to run into so if we can if they deal with a lot of possession and Alonso's caught forward it might get us a chance like you know to go man for man on the counter mm. And that's where, like, Liverpool are going to punish teams. 75 minutes tonight, we're the better side. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I thought we were in in reasonable shape to go through, to be honest with you. I thought we were in in, in control. There wasn't an awful lot. Of, but obviously, they bring Hazard on, which is a big yeah. is a big part of what happens subsequently, isn't it? Yeah. When you've got, when you, that's it, I mean... We bring Salah on very very late because of the situation. We, we could, could possibly bring him on at one one, but we bring him on when we go two one down. But but I wouldn't have the same level of confidence that he could make an impact from the bench that Hazard made. One, I get the, I, I get Twitter lighting with this one, but like we were grand till Henderson came on. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine some of the some of the stuff going around on Twitter at the moment I mean it's it's, it's probably Christmas for a lot of a lot of fans who've Henderson, had to Henderson keep comes the powder dry the problem is though like <laughs> Milner goes off Henderson comes on right yeah you've got this 
You've got it's, it's like this. The, it's it's the yin and yang because normally both both sit in the same camp. That Henderson yeah. is is shy and Milner is the worst ever yeah. free signing because he gets hundred and thirty grand a week, right? But now Milner goes off and everything seems to revolve around Milner at the moment, and Henderson yeah. comes on. So we can go in there, but then I can't also go in. On well, Milner as well at the same time. Coming on. Why are we talking about the game again? I'm only getting upset now. I thought we moved on. I just wanted to know. I, I, could, see moved on. I could see you starting to smile. I wanted to ruin your life again. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. Hang on, do you want to revel? <laughs> um, right, look, I want, to, I want to ask a question, a serious question, because we did it last week. So, man the match, Andy, on Saturday. Who's going to win it? Uh, Robertson. Robertson. Ray. Who's going to win it this coming Saturday? Yeah. Well, not last Saturday because it's pointless asking about yeah, last Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Salah. Mm. Yeah. He got a couple of goals. He does that can only mean good things. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Salah. Two goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Salah for me. Two, two goals and a 3 2 win. 3 2 win. Oh, yeah. 3 2 win. Oh, gee, another heart. Who scores for. Salah gets two and Firmino. And Firmino. That's the other one. I'll take that all day long. Three, I can see win. plenty of goals, yeah. I think both sides are just going to attack and leave spaces. Do you not think, though, the, this new corner thing that we're doing, we're just lumping the ball in on top of the goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah. But that was only done again. PSG. Yeah, and then they didn't do it. Did it again tonight? Mm. Shakiri was doing his little whippy bendy banana balls in on top. So mm-hmm. I think I think they might test Kepa Abazabazik in the goal because we, he hasn't really been tested from yeah. what I've seen. So yeah, it'd be a good time to give him. Have we got rid of the the the, the um, throwing coach now, or has he been seconded onto uh, corners? Is that because I haven't seen any decent throw-ins recently? Just say it. He's been spending two weeks trying to teach Minulay how to throw the ball. <laughs> is, he, <laughs> like, is the throwing coach a permanent position at the club now? Yeah. You know, like yeah. so, if he doesn't work out, we get a new throwing coach, yeah. or is it just the kind of temporary? See how see how it goes, and then like we get what we can out, and then tour from out. Well, it depends on how how I how. Think he, I honestly think he's gone to corners because we 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 seem to have done a bit of work on corners what's, the last few weeks. What's next? How can he specialise in goal kicks? <laughs> how can he specialise in corners and throw ins? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got his badge. Yeah. <laughs> got his corners badge. He's done. <laughs> yeah. So he's got his throw-in badges. <laughs> yeah, he's got And he's graduated corner. his corner badges. Yeah, yeah. The away for corner coach. I like it. The egg will be out. I bet you the egg will have some periodization around <laughs> the, the, the corner coaches. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. yeah he's got, he's, he's got um, a, a chat coming up during the week. It's on in Malta or something. Um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so... Saturday coming, yeah. Scoreline, please. Ray Dickinson of the um, Dickinsons. Of 2-1 2-1 2-1 we'll, we'll and who's, who scores for us? Salah 2 and for them uh, Hazard Alright Andrew I'm going to call you Andrew because it's like when Andy Cole changed his name just randomly to Andrew, Andrew Cole, Cole yeah. Remember that? That yeah, was just yeah, the weirdest yeah. thing ever it's like, He told people to do that I know When you tell someone you can't like, you, know, you can never call you him know, that you can't, No Not when you 
stating yourself. But you, if that, that just popped into my head there. Is that not like one of the weirdest things ever? Like, no, I, call me Andrew, please. I, I, I come across it once in work. A really senior guy. He was known as Bob for years. And then he, <laughs> he, 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 he came... He came <laughs> <laughs> call, call me Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually... I actually... I, I was... I, I, that's happened. That's happened. That happened. <laughs> Let that... <laughs> Let Ray tell his story first. <laughs> oh, no, look, and then he just gets up at the year start and he goes, from now on, I'm going to be known as Robert, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he stood up and said yeah. it. Yeah. He stood up and announced it to the whole, to a room of about 200 people. He was now, he now needs to be addressed as Robert. Because Bob wasn't good enough Because he was so, so yeah, senior. That's too much of a blatant change in the workplace. <laughs> You need to bring that in slowly. Like he, he needed to get that out there. Tell me your turn. I said, no problem, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't worthy enough to even speak to the guy. So oh, yeah. that's mental. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been. Well, Sheila that would have been a better yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to be fair. What do we know, Sheila? <laughs> Ronnie, I told you before you can't. Well, anyway, Andrew, um, <laughs> uh, scoreline, please. Two 0 Liverpool. Oh. Yeah. Who scores Mane. Mane. Yeah. Mm. Mane and uh, an OG. Sala, Sala. An OG. OG. Yeah. Do you think we get a second OG after last weekend? Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, that, wasn't it? That was a fantastic OG. It's, it's, it's a pity that none of the arseholes that fucking do podcasts for us bothered their arses to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to hear chat about that game for that own goal in particular for at least twenty minutes. It was just, I, I watched that on replay and I want to know how much money he was paid to do that because <laughs> <laughs> like, none of it. Joe, you're a centre back. Is that a, a natural motion? No, I was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I what rewound it. Uh, no, I don't know what was going on there. It was an unusual movement. And you're a woman that's been. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I have Sky. I pay you hundred euro a month, not twenty three cent a month. And <laughs> <laughs> his emails get responded to within an hour. <laughs> can he readily contact? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's Sky Larson TV. He has instead of Sven. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it's it's it's. I I was just sorry for dragging us back to the Southampton game, but I still can't. I can't. I've watched it back loads of times, and I still don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's not like I'm a kick or anything. It's just like an involuntary <laughs> motion. It's like, ah! um, right. So that was the thing. So random topic generator. Gav, you have a question. Oh no, just uh, Damo wants to know why Joe was turned into Brian Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, there's something about this podcast. Um, I turned into Brian Kerr for a while as well. Did you? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's you like, did, you did yeah, have that talking, Sometimes when you're talking about football, you just transform into tr- Brian Kerr. <laughs> into Brian Kerr. I, have, I have a sore throat. That could be an explanation it's for my sure. even worse than normal no. voice. Yeah, you yeah, know, you've been on Brian Kerr tonight. I know it's not me saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Kerr. Talk to us about Shakir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, random topic. So, first topic up on the random topic generator is, um, right, bit controversial, bit sort of funny around it, but lads, thoughts on women broadcasters in, in Sky and BT? Not so funny about that. No, no, it's, the, it's not, it's, it is a very serious topic, that's what I'm asking. We did, 
you know, the way there doesn't seem to be any gay people in football. Yeah. Right? So th- we may as well deal with the, the difficult topics of, and especially since it's an all-male audience, well, so like, people obviously, listen. Like, obviously, yeah. Um, it, like, most of the uh, networks now are trying to do a BT, uh, you've seen during the World Cup, ITV, BBC, RTE, mm. yeah. all did it. You know, because I think, like, Sky Sports are covering a lot more women's football people. That's, I mean, you want to bring up the profile of women's football and one way of doing that is is bringing in ex-players or yep. really, really top players from the women's uh, leagues and the international football. But um, it's, obviously it's going to get met with loads of bullshit. You know, there was um, on Sky last night when Lukaku scored, mm-hmm. so a little video done the rounds <coughs> and it was, it was such a short snippet, like obviously they didn't show her whole performance. Yep. You know what I mean? Go on. Um, so it was a five second thing of her just being stuck for awards and then people went to town on it. But, oh, yeah, she just gets tongue tied. Yeah. But like, overall, the, the women punditry has been excellent. Like, and when you have, like, that's 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 but that honestly Andy that that in itself is ridiculous. Sky have like, I, I don't pay much attention to analysts and post game analysis because to be quite frank, the majority of them I don't give a shit what they think about the game. They aren't the, they aren't the type of uh, they aren't the type of analysts I want to I want to listen to. Right, yeah. I'm only interested in people who I feel improve what I'm watching and sort of something that I can pick up on something that I wouldn't have wouldn't have noticed otherwise so there's some really brilliant journalists that do it there's some really good ex-pros that do it like yeah. I, I do think Neville and Carragher are very good in their analysis of the game right I, I genuinely do right and again it's this idea that oh look she got tongue-tied fucking hell they've had Paul Merson yeah the fella can't doesn't know a single player's name English uh, player's name mm. Chris the, Kamara before that yeah didn't know a penalty was scored or something along yeah, the lines that was that part of that. Yeah, it, it and it's, it's a bit of crack. Look, it, like, people are always going to react to something that's new, something that's different. But if you're going to criticise the women punishy, like, you have to look at what's still left on Sky. The, li- the likes of Marison, as you say. Yeah. The likes of Henri. Like, they were abs- like useless, absolutely shy, mm-hmm. you know. And some of our own um, ex-players, are, you know... The punchy needs modern players who are only not long out of the game, yeah. who are up to date on the, like because I don't the know the dynamics what it is, the, of the game. The longer, They've the, changed, the haven't they? Oh, yeah. Are out of the game. They, they seem to lose touch. They lose touch reality. Yeah. You know they they they're just on there earning a the wage. So they're not quickly. even interested mm-hmm. in football anymore. Like I properly. think the game has moved so quickly in terms of coaching methods, the use of yeah. statistics, yeah. methodologies, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. that even if you're out of the game for five to ten years and you're not actively involved in coaching in one of the clubs that's yeah. there, right, you've lost touch with football so much that to actually to try come in and put really intelligent analysis or a different spin on things yeah. is next to the impossible because all you're doing is essentially what John Joyce has done with, and that's with the greatest respect to John Joyce who has yeah. been a brilliant pundit in RTE for a long time yeah. but he's still saying when I was at West Brom and when I was at Leeds yeah. it's, it's this type mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like football is, is a science now it, it may as well be a completely <laughs> different game because it's, it has changed so much I mean uh, you know I do like the different perspective uh, especially if you're dealing with people who've played the game recently as opposed to um, just getting someone on for the sake of being a name in the 70s or the 80s because, 
you know, especially the, you know, the girls that I've seen who, you know, the, the younger girls who are given some analysis at halftime, full time, you know, it's clear that they, that they know their stuff, you know, they're, they're speaking from experience, either being in the game right now or just out, you know, just recently out of the game. So you, you're, you're always going to get these kind of diehard stuck in the mud who just, just won't, won't embrace a different perspective on things. And you, you just have to, you just have to say, well, each to their own sort of thing, you know? How often does Jamie Redknapp say something on Sky that you find profound, like, that you go, ah. When has he ever said anything? I don't think he's ever said He doesn't. And so, and what, what does he offer? Like, he doesn't offer comedy. He doesn't offer anything really he looks very well <laughs> he, does, he does look well yeah he's, yeah. he's on a league of our own yeah I think yeah he he to me would make a better presenter or something like that actually he is good on a league around. in fairness he is good on that but when he's giving football analysis he's not on the ball when yeah, they go down to pitch side he just talks he be, shit like he should be a host yeah because yeah. he, yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. whereas like during the World Cup like the famous one where ever starts clapping mm. I mean that is like that he ruined that little bit of, um, I don't know, analysis. He was, he was people, asked, people were sitting there gripped going, this is fucking good. Yeah. This is good. This is what I want from paying for this channel or whatever. Yeah. And then he starts clapping like, it's fucking ridiculous. But, and I find that a lot of the, um, they, they do select female guests like opponents that are actually very clued and, and do offer good stuff. So it's a good, I think it's a good thing for the TV personally. Yeah. Okay. I think it got off on a bad foot, the whole introducing women into the viewing experience with the whole match of the day thing. I don't think, I think is it Jackie Oatley? I don't, I don't think she's the best commentator in the world, yeah, yeah. even when you, you know, just, you know, when you put, when you put her, you know, against most of the other people who are commentating on match of the day, she's not great. And I think from that moment, almost it's a, it's a bit of an uphill battle to get people to ac- accept female voices in terms of commentary or um, analysis. Now, I don't know the, the 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 girl who's started on Sky Sports this season. I don't I don't know her name because I I'd only catch her a few times, but she seems to know her stuff. You know, she mm-hmm. seems to have added a really good dynamic to the to the people who are given their opinions at half time and full time. I think you know, I I watch a lot of uh, uh, American football and American sport, and it's just the norm there. Yeah, it's been the norm for years. Like I'm thinking, sideline reporter. Yeah, and uh, I'm hosting. on NFL Live. You've got Good Morning Football, and it's it's hosted by I can't remember yeah, what the guy's name was. Are they giving in depth? Yeah, you know, yeah, they, they are, do. They are so knowledgeable over there. Of the game itself. So when when you watch it, you don't see man or woman. Yeah. You just see people who are talking about the sport and able to have a bit of crack with the sport because they know their sport. They know they know who to support. But like I think, I think with football, maybe it's because there's maybe it's because there's still such a gulf in the difference between the men's game and the and the, the women's game. It just hasn't come that far yet. Whereas if you look at golf or tennis, it it doesn't have that massive difference. Like there's female pundits on the golf who give excellent analysis. You know, like they blow you away with their knowledge. And it's it's ideal, and in tennis as well, you see. But it's, I think we're just with football people. <clears throat> people are still above, think they're above their station. You know, your general sitting on their arse on a couch, football fan think they know more, just because they're not impressed by the the female game. Like, but that doesn't. That's totally different to what they can offer in terms of analysis. 
You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't really look at the two. That's the same. We can get a female host soon for the day trippers. (laughs) 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 I can have a night off. Um, Right, lads. One last random topic. I'll go over to Gav. Random topic, Gav. (laughs) What? Okay, Andy, if you pick... I've seen a question on uh, on Twitter when the show promo went out asking what colour should our second and third kits be next season. Should... Or yeah. would you like? Well, should would whatever. Yeah, I seen I seen that, and I and I think they mentioned they <coughs> showed new balance and the new balance. Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the second question. Deep red there, yeah. should stay. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. I prefer the deep red than going back to the fire engine red. I know you're love the fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely prefer the deep red. It's it's definitely funkier. Do you think fire engine should change to a, di- a deeper red. Yeah, it yeah, would be more it's effective. Yeah, no. That, I think it depends what country you're in. Why? Just because you might need to be camouflaged in certain countries. <laughs> some countries, yeah. the fire engines are orange and yellow. Mm. Yeah, but there's, yeah. Some, there's more fires there. <laughs> 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 Why is the fire engine red? Uh, don't know. Why is Santa Claus red? He wasn't. Sa- hang on Sa- no it was it was yellow St. Nicholas the Turkish oh, painter saint was, was, was wore yellow robes and Coca-Cola took over the branding of it and put him in red robes and that's what you've that's seen fact, no, yeah it is, it is Coca-Cola related was, um, yeah Sandy was green originally and no. Coca-Cola did make him red no. he was, I think he was green mm. patron, okay. sa- patron saint the Turkish is St. Nicholas but anyway yeah Coca-Cola made him red so maybe Coca-Cola sponsored the fire trucks <laughs> and did that made them red and then all of a sudden it took off to be red. I have a question for Andy. Okay. Do you know when Christmas comes and you know when you're going around in the fire truck do you do that like holidays coming you know? I think we're blurring the lines between Coca-Cola and the fire brigade here. Yeah, but that's Budweiser isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to get onto jerseys because I, okay, I want the orange jersey to come back that would be my that would be my shout on that. I, I'm I'm straight. I have a strange affinity to the orange jersey as well. It's like it is something that was just mental last year, and just looked at it and went, "It's great." Maybe because we got some of the Dutch lads in the team as well. You just feel like because yeah. whenever you go on holidays and the Dutch lads are all just walk around in orange. I've never seen a, a nation in my life that just adopts a single colour when they're on holidays. Mm. Imagine what their pennies is like in say May you walk in and it's just like this joint fluorescent orange treasure trove everything in orange trousers shorts jocks the works orange Or- orange was it was great for the season I think the colour should only be a yellow away a white away grey away and then the occasional green because we've back in the day we had a few green and it's on the crest and everything else uh, but just to keep all these or maybe encourage them I don't know the Muppets on uh, Twitter like making jerseys maybe let the fans pick a jersey every year <laughs> <laughs> the vote yeah the the vote. jersey yeah so they you know, bad they, what, what, what does work actually is um, I mean might, might put a bit of purpose to the whole design of jerseys purpose as opposed to, ju- oh, right. um, to just like randomly designing jerseys for likes and retweets but you know the way they do the match day image yeah that's I think that brings out some really talented you know, people like yep. you know with their skills on uh, Photoshop and all. If they could have jerseys submitted, the fans get to vote in it. 
Yeah. It's all about engagement these days. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, New Balance produce the jersey. Okay. And then make a fan. The, you know, the, the only issue you'll have there is every jersey produced will be an Adidas jersey because for some reason the Muppets who make the jerseys on the on the Twitter and on the Facebook have to insist on, <laughs> on it being an Adidas jersey. But the, yeah, but fans it's like New Balance fans will like, get the, This is New Balance, lads. New Balance, can you do that? Fans, like, will get the, fans will get the vote. So therefore it would be transparent. On this, Keep the crest the way it is or go back to that absolute cat's fucking abortion of a crest that, that we had for you like You mean keep the liver board? Just, just, just the liver board. board. The plain liver board. There's nothing wrong with that. The way, uh, to, me, yeah. to me, what we have at the moment is perfection. Yeah. You don't need any more. Right. No, I don't disagree, but I, I wouldn't be wouldn't Like be it's grand. If you want a big, huge, if you want a huge, big, the big, the big crest that you're talking about is still on, on Anfield. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that. It's still I don't mind that. I don't mind that. On the jersey, just the liver board. Just simple. Just the lower board with LFC underneath it or just the lower board? I can live with the LFC underneath it. Okay. No issues with that, mm. right? But when we start getting into trying to stick every single bit of symbology well, in... In the 70s, it was just the lower board. I don't think it said LFC. It did, yeah. It did, yeah. yeah. And there was one with a circle in it as well. The LFC was written a bit different. come back in 96. They're trying to do that whole, whole, bit, whole but, bit. Yeah, but then they put the yoke inside it, mm. which has every single idea of a symbol that's associated to the club. All it was short of was um, Bill Shankly in the corner and Roy Evans saying, asked him, how am I doing, boss, in the top of that circle. Like, that's literally all it was short of at that stage. <laughs> right, I've, got, I've got a question. Right, go on. Uh, following on from tonight's defeat, do you think FSG only need to come back and demand that the club spend more money Andy, <laughs> should FSG out? Do we question, need FSG yeah. out back? After tonight's defeat, yeah. Do you feel that FSG out need to come back? Is there a place for them to spend more money? They need, need to, to make, push us on. Do they need? Do FSG out need to come back and make a massive move on John Henry like they did over the summer and force Henry into all that spending? Yeah, on? yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I did notice recently they've been allocating themselves an awful lot of credit for the changes. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the the fans ignored them. I didn't ignore them. I went down that rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> to learn. Got to know them all. The seven of them. <laughs> like John Henry is oblivious to them. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like if you think about it, if you we we could call uh, Cater Fabino. The FSG out signings, yeah, we could call them that, could you? They're the FSG out signings, so if they go badly, it was Addison, Fabinho, and Shakiri. We signed Kaiser last year before he did okay. FSG out. Existed. So we don't include Kaiser. It's a complete myth that the spending trend has changed since you know in this season. Like it's like suddenly the pennies dropped. Can that is not the case. What's ha- the only difference in the last eight years is we went from being broke. To generate more and okay. more revenue every year, and every year, the, every year they, they spent what they could. They, you know, they always endeavoured to invest yeah. in the team, and they did. Okay. okay, one season it was only twenty million of a net spend, and blah blah. As time has gone on, they've like trebled their top cur- of the fucking league. What? Or top of the league? Yeah, but can we so, get them back as FSG outback? <laughs> Sounds like it's also some type of product. That's all out in the, the, the New England hills. Like the FSG Outback. Hashtag FSG Outback. 
buy New Balance. And then up there, if they if we can find them, they're making jerseys for New Balance to sell for next year because we've sell more jerseys. And put Adidas on it. <laughs> and because it'll be a new, it'll be a new, it'll be a new kit deal. What they could do is for ninety billion. And as a, right, as, as like, you could tell them. You could tell them. <laughs> Hello, you know. Hello. <laughs> Come here, guys. <laughs> we have a job for you. Put them on a ship. <laughs> and they just send it out to sea. It right. doesn't need to be and that big for seven lads, does it? No, give them a big <laughs> ship. <laughs> give them a big ship so they get lost on it. <laughs> <laughs> as a sailor what they'll do is they'll just have one fella outside Melwood, you know, with the protest at the oh. end. If you just one fella revealing the jersey, just stand there for about an hour. With the jersey. With the new jersey. All right. And okay. And the plane will go past and he claim it to be his, but it's not really his. Just, just, just the streamer fell off the back. It's just the double, the rubber will fall. Right, so, FSG Outback referendums uh, of jerseys. Look, we'll see, well, I'm sure we'll see them back out if we lose a couple of games. If That's, we lose on Saturday. That is, I mean, it, what bothers me most about the Liverpool fan base is these little corners of you know fans we've got a corner coach now really so we don't it. need to worry about yeah. that but really maybe then. he could be employed to coach them into oblivion <laughs> <laughs> Joe FSG out back for you yeah 100% behind them <laughs> excellent the one thing I would say about tonight is the, the, the day trippers whatsapp group came back alive Did after it? yeah after sort of six seven weeks of pretty mundane stuff winning every week mm. lads oh lads just really starting to fight trying to even think about new hobbies and stuff yeah. and then yeah as you say hazard comes on and it's alive again you know brenzy ray brady they're all, they're all back well, ray it doesn't surprise me ray doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he's a changed man. He is a changed man. He needs to go and get some just for men. Because he's, he's his ginger head now. So it's like... Uh, pull his hair out, yeah, at the front. Yeah. He's still got his back hairline. He's walking on the front hairline. Game passing 800 quid. His halfway line. He got his uh, hair transplant off Smithies. <laughs> <laughs> Flight to Kusadasi book immediately after foil missile. You should get a Smithy. <laughs> oh, I've never seen. Oh, when is Ray back in here? Ray Brady, Ray Brady, if you're watching. I Come want in. to see Come you up. back in the studio next week and bring your <laughs> beautiful hair images. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's never coming back in. Uh, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Um, right, we'll we, we leave it there. Um, look, everyone that's watching, thanks for watching as ever. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for interacting with Gav as we went through that there. Um, the, uh, what's up this weekend? We have... I think we have the final whistle and then afterwards we have oh, we have the cop table who will be doing a preview show that's out on Thursday evening slash Friday morning um, and then we've got the final whistle after the game on Saturday and then the fat back four will be back on Sunday and the Napoli match is next Wednesday night so the Tuesday club will be coming again on the Wednesday evening after the Napoli match and then we have the FA Cup slash International Cup break where Literally nobody watches any type oh, of football. City then, haven't we? Oh, City, and then we have yeah, the international yeah. cup breaks. Yeah. There's a lot of football so. going on. So, look, a big thanks as ever to Andy Young for joining us, for Ray Dickinson for joining us, 
for Joe Brown for joining us and um, for me Joe for joining us um, as well <laughs> just call me Christy let Joe take yeah sorry Joe Brown was playing at centre back for Southampton at the weekend oh yeah Joe uh, Brown from now on <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back Big with Joe, all his hair Big next Joe week. Brown will be yeah. back with his hair next week. <laughs> Big ginger smithy on him. Um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so that that's the what the roll up for the next co- next fortnight or so. Um thanks again for watching. I've been your host, Phil Casey. This has been the Tuesday Club on Wednesday in association with Red's Bet. Um, and we'll have a few bets out and a few more things oh we've got we've got articles and all that type of stuff coming up on the website there's been a lot of work going on in the background it's all happening um, this has been our fifth year on the trot doing this thing thanks for watching thanks for enjoying we'll talk to you next week I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no, table? No, chairs too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.